welcome to Backing Paper, uh, issue 12, I think that sounds about right. Um, back for another week, it's cold outside baby, um, but we're here to keep you nice and warm. And here to keep you warm with me is not Rachel, look I'm really sorry, but Rachel's off having a good time with real people in the real world and she wants nothing to do with me. I'm sure that's not true, but she's having a good time with real people anyway, could not be here. So I found a fantastic pinch hitter, uh, that's a baseball term, I don't know what it means, <laughs> somebody who hits pinches I guess. Um, to come in at the last minute and help me out. A gentleman who we have not had on the podcast before. So it is a real treat and delight to welcome for the very first time to the Sunny 16 family of podcasts, Neil Piper. Neil, welcome to the show. Thank you, Graham. How are you, man? I'm very good, thank you. It's a delight to have you here. Um, thank you, buddy. Listeners should know your name. You have written to us on many occasions. You have participated in the Cheap Shots Challenge on many occasions. And more importantly, you are the host of the Soot and Whitewash podcast, which has been going now for a few good months now, isn't it? Um, end of July. There you go. July 2018, I think, yes. So you're so over we... half a year in. How many episodes have you got done so far? Uh, last night, I think, well, episode 25, I think it was, came out. Uh, this morning. Congratulations. Well, there you go, listeners. If you are not already checking out the Soot and Whitewash podcast, you definitely should be, because you can get to listen to Neil's dulcet tones, um, talking about whatever nonsense Neil is talking about that week. Uh, yeah. Usually it's some half point pointed shoe yeah. cameras and stuff like that. <laughs> Although you were, telling me, <laughs> you were telling me, Neil, that you had uh, a friend of uh, the show and just... Uh, personally, um, Alex Purcell joined you this last week uh, on the show. Is that right? Yeah, I did. We we had a little chat last night, and yeah, uh, it start, yeah, it was going to be about sort of a half hour chat, I think, and then almost two hours later, we'd talked to each other to death, and yeah, it was a really nice conversation, really nice chat. Sounds believable to me. Alex is one of those people who goes, oh, I don't really know. I'm a bit shy about coming on the podcast and I haven't got much to say and I don't know much. And you're like, mm, I'm not sure any of that's true. And then he'll just talk your ass off because he knows everything inside out and back to front. And so never... He really does. He, do he does know a surprising amount of stuff about every sort of niche of this film photography thing, doesn't he? He does. He does. Well, as do you, Neil. I mean, for listeners that don't know, you're currently studying a master's in, was it fine art photography? No, just it's just a master's in photography. But just my, in lousy art photography. <laughs> in lousy art photography. I don't know. I I I hate the term fine art, and I don't get the term fine art. But that's probably why work, they wouldn't let you do the course. Well, <laughs> my uh, my my work does tend to lean in that sort of direction. So yes, I guess so. Yeah, that's me. I, I would say you do lean because you know. You, I mean. I know a lot. Most of the stuff I've seen from you recently has been very pinhole oriented. You really got into that over the yeah. last few years um, in a variety of forms and making your own stuff and doing stuff. And yeah, you're, you're quite experimental, um, which is probably why you get on very well with Alex. Um, yeah, I guess and so, yeah. His weird and wonderful pinhole stuff. Um, well, thank you very much for joining us tonight, Neil. It is very no much worries. appreciated. The I mean, you didn't. You didn't tell me. Um, I'll just put this out there now. You didn't put. You didn't tell me when you messaged me earlier that Rachel wasn't going to be here. I did expect Rachel, so I'm a bit disappointed. Yeah, why do you think I don't tell anybody when Rachel's not here? <laughs> they wouldn't turn up otherwise. If I said, well, "Oh, guys, Rachel's not here," then all I'd hear is the sound of phones being slammed down on the other end. So no, I never tell I people mean, that. It would just be a common courtesy to let me know that I was just dealing with you. But yeah. that's fine. That's fine. We can deal with it. We'll just soldier on, and I'll just have to meet 
reaction another time. Yeah, you will. You will. Well, as I think at G Powdler, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, on uh, Twitter, uh, described both myself and Aid the other day was as Rachel's unnecessary sidekicks. And honestly, <laughs> I mean, he's hit the nail right on the head there. Yeah, Defo true. So anyway, um, as the replacement for Rachel, we're hoping you're going to bring great things tonight. We have got a selection of emails, not too big, so we won't keep you too long tonight. Listen, famous last words from Graham Jago. <laughs> At this time, I defo mean it, though. Um, the first one is a follow-up to one of last week's emails. In fact, one of last week's Cheap Shots Challenge entries from the delight that is Paul Friday. Paul writes in, Dear Beams, I'm glad my dubious fashion shot passed muster, but in answer to some questions. The Japanese site Foreman's Camera... Uh, have a quick look for Genba Kontaku. <laughs> that's definitely not how that's pronounced, but I will spell it for you. This is G-E-N-B-A-K-O-N-T-A-K-U on 35MMC or Tinterweb. Um, for your edification, this is, I did this, uh, so you wouldn't have to. Uh, and it is um, a ruggedized 35mm point-and-shoot, basically, uh, that was designed and made specifically for selling to... Um, building sites and stuff like that a bit like you see now the jcb tough phones it's like that um and there's a great article a great sort of mini review on um 35 mmc well worth a look uh, they look quite funky and if you're the kind of person who drops the camera a lot um might be ideal for you uh so check that out um he carries on uh the three boots see jacques lachevel Jacques Lacheville. Uh, I didn't Google that. I haven't got that far, I'm afraid. But let's assume that's art of some sort. Which is you're studying fine art now. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying this, even though you categorically um, abso- assess absolutely, it. absolutely categorically not studying fine art. But so, uh, who's Jacques Lacheville? And I will accept a bold faced lie if you don't know. A bold faced lie. Don't know. Some French dude. Uh, well, for the, for I mean, the, I, I, I googled it. I googled the name while you were saying that in in anticipation that you were going to ask me that stupid question, and I've got it. Uh, I've got it up on the front of me, and it's still no help whatsoever. Okay, well, I will tell listeners uh, that Jacques Lacheville uh, is actually a horse. Um, it's a misspelling on Paul's right. It's supposed to be Jacques Lacheville, <laughs> and the reason he has it's famous <laughs> for this three boots picture is because he's actually a three legged horse. He lost uh, one of his legs in a tragic racing accident. So so only had three legs, uh, but had three specially made boots for this. Hence the three boots. Google it. That's definitely true. And finally, because <laughs> you believe everything that you see on Google, I, 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 I believe everything that comes out of my mouth. Never mind Google. Um, <laughs> And finally, regarding Kiev scratching glasses, this is a problem that I've had. My last pair of glasses, I pretty much ruined using my Kiev 44A rangefinder. Um, got some new glasses, and then within the first month, thought, I'm going to give it another go with that Kiev and scratch these glasses. Uh, Paul has suggested a very sensible idea of gluing a small O-ring uh, seal thing around the viewfinder window. It was just thick enough to keep the metal away from my lens. Uh, that's a very good tip um, that I'm actually going to action on because I really want to be able to use the Kiev. That 44A is quite a nice little camera to use. It's got quite a satisfying feel to it, um, but it's quite expensive if I ruin a pair of glasses every time I pick them up. So I will be doing that, buying a little rubber seal and uh, sticking it on there. That sounds really straightforward. Good tips there. Yeah, it does sound like a good idea. Another thing to add to that, you could... Do, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but with like digital cameras now, do they not have like a rubberized piece that goes around like the viewfinder? Could you maybe use one of them so it looked a little bit 
not like an o-ring yeah they do um well actually my uh Olymp- not my, my olympus my fuji doesn't really have that the my canon um does but i lost it so long ago and i haven't used that camera since. <laughs> and also the viewfinder windows on those um tend to be a bit i don't know i probably ought to have a look around it might look a mm. bit smarter but uh Oh, getting an O-ring just sounds easier and more fun and will look worse. Probably (laughs) a lot cheaper as well. Probably would be quite a lot cheaper. Do you want to take this next one, Neil, from Hilary Clark, filling us in on Roll Week 2019? Yep, sure. So Hilary says, Hi, guys, just forwarding this on to you in case you can squeeze in a shout-out. Hilary. So Hilary is forwarding on... Roll Film Week begins January 21st. Roll Film Week happens twice each year in January and July. It's a chance for film photographers around the world to share 35mm and medium format photos online. Hashtag Roll Film Week runs from Monday, January 21st through Friday, January 25th. So that's tomorrow as we record this. Yeah, and it will go out. So as you're listening to this, assuming that you're all listening to this the moment it drops, and if you're not, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Just get get your lives in gear. This is clearly the most important thing. Everyone absolutely is. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're hanging by the internet waiting for it. So, yeah, Obviously, this kicks yeah. off today, Monday. Yeah. Uh, she goes on, if you're new to, where are we? If you're new to Roll Film Week or need a refresher on how it works, all the details are now on our About page. We'll send another reminder this next weekend, sorry, with some last-minute details about participating on Instagram and Flickr. This week, we'll be sharing your pre-Roll Film Week posts. If you're shooting, developing, scanning, or making other Roll Film Week preparations, please consider sharing on Instagram. Tag your stories and posts with hashtag, hashtag, hashtag Roll Film Week. We'll repost a few from the at Roll Film Week account. Questions? Reply to this email. I don't think we need to know that bit. Reply to send a direct message on Instagram to get in touch. Thank you for celebrating film photography with us, and see you soon. Yeah, great. So, um... Uh, at Roll Film Week, yeah, hit them up if you want any uh, advice, or check out the hashtag Roll Film Week to see what people have done in the past. Um, this sounds like just what was needed, actually. We, I was chatting to Aid and Rach about this. <laughs> our, our very good friend Angela Solis um, recently shared with me on Twitter a list that her camera club um, over in uh, Canada. I can't remember whereabouts she is in Canada, um, but anyway, um, a list that her camera club had given her with a breakdown of all the different events like Roll Film Week and Pinhole Day. And goodness gracious, there are an awful lot of them. In fact, I think with the exception of September, uh, because apparently September is the one month nobody wants to touch. um, With the exception (laughs) of September, I think there are about three or four different events going on every month, um, covering an incredible gamut of stuff, um, which is great. Um, I know that sometimes it can feel a bit overwhelming, but you don't have to get involved in all of them. No, um, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, just pick and choose. Have you got involved in many of these yourself, Neil? No, I haven't. I was. I wanted to get in, because it's FP4 party on at the moment, isn't it? Oh, I don't and know. I, See, I can't keep yeah, up with them. Exactly, that's the thing. I can't keep up with them. Um, I'm pretty sure it's FP4 party is on at the mm-hmm. moment. I'm sure M posted something about it the other day, but I just I haven't had the time to... I mean, I could find the time to shoot it, but then it's sort of shoot it one week and then develop it and then scan it and post it. And I, I, I can't commit to it. I haven't got the time. Yeah. Although, as much as I'd love to. I think part of the problem is that a lot of these are very much social media focused. As Roll Film Week is, it's, you know, it's a hashtag on, on um, Instagram and on Twitter. So it's, if you're not actively on there, it's quite easy to miss these things, which is what's happening with FP4 Party. I've got sure. some FP4 that I 
um, definitely failed to shoot in the camera. It's one of those things where you're winding on one. He's like, this is not, well, what? oh, hang on, this hasn't taken the tour. So that was good. <laughs> so I've got a, a roll of um, uh, FP4 I need to now just retrieve the leader of after ruining. Oh, God, I've had so many instances of that recently. It's quite yeah. upsetting. Um, but Royal Film Week, I suppose, should be a much easier one because pretty much ev- well, everything, unless it's cheap film, comes under the term of roll film, does it not? Maybe it 35, certainly does. 35, 127, 120. Yeah. They're all roll films of some description. So, yeah, it's making me look bad, isn't it? But it should be fairly easy to actually take part in that one. If nothing else, you and I were just talking before we started recording about how in that post-Christmas, post-New Year malaise, it's quite hard to get motivated and get out again. Um, and it's quite easy to get quite angry with people like Alex who are off out doing all sorts of jolly stuff. And going, oh, look, look at me, I've taken all these lovely pictures of bridges now, see? Um, he doesn't really appreciate this pitch perfect. Yeah, please, please stop doing that. <laughs> but that's Boy, the thing, bloody, bloody Alex, I know for a fact that he's out today, well, was out today with his family and his intrepid Mark III taking pictures. Yeah. So, well, this can be, even if you're not that interested in getting involved in all these things going on, maybe this is the perfect motivator, listeners, and us, to just go, okay, it's roll film week, let's get things going. I'm going to I'm gonna get a roll of film. Actually, I'm just going to pick up a camera that's got some filming already. <laughs> I'm going to really hope that this is one of the rare rolls of film that I have not messed up loading, because apparently <laughs> there's been quite a lot of those lately, and I'm going to get a roll of film shot this week. That is my target um uh and i'm going to use roll film week as a perfect motivator to do that um i mean yeah it's an ideal one because it can it's it's not film specific it could just be any roll film yeah. so wh- whatever you're shooting whatever camera within reason you're shooting on you can take part in roll film week yes exactly unless you're, shoot- unless you're shooting a sheep film or polaroid or something like that yeah so alex can jog on with his intrepid he's not welcome yeah okay next email is from baxter harrell Baxter writes in, Hello again. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday season and are looking forward to 2019. I can't remember if I mentioned this the first time I emailed you all, which was tips for the darkroom build on a budget, but I've been listening for a while now and have finally managed to get all the way through the entire archive. Yes, it was painful at times. Just kidding. Just kidding. Actually, he's probably not kidding. I'm sure it has been. He's he's definitely not kidding. It's been painful at times. and it is our promise to you, it will be painful again in the future at times. Um, look, no, that's just the way things go. Um, you guys truly have a great thing going on, and any of the episodes with guests are especially fun to listen to. Yeah, also, listen to this one yet, mate. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, it will be painful again. Also, <laughs> I am a full-time supporter of the Backing Paper episodes. Woo! I imagine it makes things a little more time-consuming, but they are well worth it for the listener. Thank you very much, Baxter. It's nice to hear that. Anyway, to get to the point of this email, in February, I will be putting out a zine that I have been working on over the last year. It focuses on the families at a local flea market in North Carolina over here in the US. These are the families that seem to spend more time there than anywhere else. Where I live keeps growing and growing, which in my eyes makes everything become more watered down and causes the place to become very cookie cutter. This flea market seems to be holding on to its true self pretty well, and that is what attracted me to it. I will be showing a selection of photos from the zine at a gallery that is attached to the local community darkroom. I'm going to ship a copy of it to you guys as a thank you for all the work you all put into the show, and hopefully you guys dig it. I will also be posting a bunch of the photos to my Instagram, which is at general underscore underscore TSO. So that's at 
General underscore underscore TSO after the opening on February the 1st. Yes, maybe this has been a giant shameless self-promotion plug, but I really would appreciate any feedback that I can get, so don't be shy. Uh, thanks for everything you do. Baxter. That's fantastic. I, I think most of us can probably really connect with the sentiment um, behind Baxter Zine. I live in a small village, um, small vi in, in just on the edge of the Cotswolds in Oxfordshire, um, and everywhere around here, there's more and more building going on, and slowly you end up with this little core of this quaint little village surrounded by these very cookie-cutter houses. Um, I mean, I know you're out in the wilds of nowhere <laughs> Aren't you, John, you can you can pronounce it i know you can uh now remind me where you are, are you you're in norfolk norwich suffolk, suffolk. <clears throat> no i live i live in live in suffolk in a little village called walpole but i i go to norwich fairly regularly because that's where i go to university there you go there you go so i mean suffolk is a very pretty place i lived there for myself a while myself didn't much Did like really? it, but that's <laughs> it was full of East Anglians, which no offense, you're all terrible. Um, but yeah, you've moved next to the Cotswolds, which is full of posh, yeah, word that I'm not gonna say. Yeah, that's well, like, they've got money, see, which when you regard you need people with money anyway. Um, so, what are you doing there? <laughs> is um, are you seeing this kind of thing around your area too? Um, not so much in Walpole, um, admittedly, uh, I live in one of those uh, sort of how did he describe it? Cookie cutter, new, new build type places. Um, but there's only the sort of the one in this sort of small village. Um, but sort of go out of the village into like the sort of nearest towns and yeah, it's all much the same. Yeah. Everything fairly standard, nothing very sort of inspirational, especially for photographically. Yeah. So, yeah. Much, much the same. I think it makes these places like the flea market, the Baxter's talking about so important um, because they remain the hub of the community um, and that's where life comes together. Um, I mean, like I said, certainly around here where so much of people's life is just driving in and driving out and driving in and driving out and the, a lot of community spirit has just generally gone washed away. Um, but that sounds super interesting. I really look forward to seeing the zine and seeing the pictures at the gallery. Also very cool doing the gallery thing and the zine thing at the local darkroom. Um, so yeah, check that out, listeners. Sounds really cool. Uh, I, I really... I. I love seeing a slice of life. I've, that to me is the most fascinating thing, getting a window into uh, the comings and goings of a part of the world that I can't get to see any other way. Um, it's fantastic. So I look forward to seeing that one. Uh, next one. Do you want to take this next one from uh, somebody called Toby Vandervelde? Rings a vague bell. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I recognise the name, but I'm not sure who he is. Um, Hi, Beans. I've just finished listening to episode 134. That was the last one, wasn't it? It was uh, indeed. Good, good luck to Duncan. Another photo lab starting up can only strengthen the analog resurgence we are witnessing at the moment. I love it when you interview lab people. I was a process technician for 11 years before I became a TOG and am forever fascinated in listening to conversations about film development and all it entails. In the late 1990s, I worked for Joe's Basement, the only photo lab in the UK that had a Scala processing line. But I've never shot the stuff, nor have I ever shot 110. I doubt I ever will, as I am obsessed with moving up to a large format camera. The camera Dactyl OG that was announced this week looks 
just like what I fancy. I am looking at my Voigtlander Besser at the moment and thinking about my Cheap Shots Challenge entry. I have the camera, some film that expired 15 years ago. Come on, Toby, that's still fresh, mate. And the germ of an idea. I've also written my artistic statement, at least in my head. All I need to do now is shoot the roll of film, debit, and send it in to you. Sounds so easy when I put it like that. Well, I have to dash right now. I'm off to settle some woolly plums into the nest of hairs for the day. I hope the daughter and I will see you in Brum in only a few short weeks. Don't know what he says there. Goodbye. <laughs> That's Welsh. Yechida, or as a lot of people pronounce it, Yakida. Yechida. Oh, Good yeah. health. You, Good health. You and, you and your... GCSE in Welsh. Hey, listen, as I said to you, it's got me where I am today, (laughs) which is essentially nowhere. Um, A great email. Lovely to hear from you, as always, Toby. A few things in now I want to pick up on. So the first thing, um, it was lovely having Duncan on to chat last week. And I know I gave Duncan a bit of stick about being a film racist because he didn't develop 110. And I know I shouldn't get guests on and bully them. Although, in fairness, it has its upside because he's now got the ability to to, um, develop 110 films. So a bullying success. Yeah, yeah, it really has. <laughs> so, I'm not, so now I consent in my 110 film. So, you know, uh, bullying is a terrible thing and should be stamped out wherever it's seen. But, you know, sometimes it works. Um, yeah. I mean, I was going to absolutely agree that, I mean, what kind of lab doesn't process 110? Unfortunately, but, the answer but, is most of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hence, I've had to do it at home. But that's great. That's great that you can do it now. Yes, I'm very happy because that means it's one envelope I can get all my film and send off in. Yes. Uh, the camera dactyl OG. Now we've talked on the show before about the camera dactyl when that came out last year um, uh, from Ethan Moses. Ethan is a serial inventor, madcap inventor of stuff, um, and the camera dactyl OG is the latest thing to come from him. Um, have you seen this, Neil? I can hear some frantic googling going on in the background. Have you come across this thing? I, I was just getting a picture of it up. Yeah. I'd, um... Uh, I think emulsive did M post a um, a post about it on emulsive the other day. He did it's indeed. A, yeah, a handheld four by five. Yeah, awesome, awesome idea. And it looks like yeah, it looks like it's made by Ethan, basically, doesn't it? Yes, it very much does. It's got the lovely bright colours. Very, it's three D printed. It's sort of good chunky plastic. So what these are are. Um, for a four by five, fairly small, they're about as big as a dark. Well, just slightly bigger than the dark slide in dimensions. Um, they have a cone on the front, uh, which you get sized for the lens you want to use with it, and then you fix the lens on. So it's rigid. You're not using bellows. So you've got no movements or anything like that. Um, but it's a really good portable uh, way of shooting four by five. Um, I don't know how much he's going to be selling them for. I don't know if that's included in that information there, um, but I can pretty much guarantee that this is going to be about the cheapest way uh, you can shoot four by five. Um, if this sounds of interest to you, if something zany and plastic and cheap uh to get you into shooting 4x5, and most importantly, something very lightweight and handheld, so you can just kind of go around and just use it, uh, sounds appealing, then do check that out. And yes, the article on Immulsive, Neil, you're right, it's probably the best place to go. There's loads yeah. of stuff on there. Um, we I'm, just definitely... to, I'm just looking at the website now, trying to find out what they're... They're priced at $200. $200. Okay, so there you go. Yeah. So that's a, a good, cheap way to get into shooting it. Um, obviously, you, as with all large format stuff, you will need a lens to go with that. Um, yeah. And uh, you will need you know, things like dark sides. Although the one advantage with it being a fixed 
sort of rigid lenses. You don't need to get a lens that's got really wide coverage. These are all things I've learned recently from talking, funnily enough, to Alex, um, is that <laughs> the, the coverage of these large format lenses varies. So if you're using a camera and you want to shoot and use quite a lot of movements, you need a lens that has quite wide coverage so that you don't end up you know, with black on half of your um, image. Sure, yeah. But because this is fixed, you're not going to have that problem. So as long as it covers 4 by 5 even if it only just covers 4 by 5 you're fine um, just, just is enough so i'm i'm i've never shot lensed 4 by 5 so i'm not 100% familiar with it but even with uh, with this uh, handheld what am I trying to say but basic i suppose for want of a better word 4 by 5 camera have you still got you've still got a variety of apertures and shutter speeds that you can that you can use yeah, so with 4x5, the aperture and the shutter speed, well, certainly the aperture is always built into the lens and and you're using it with a shutter. It normally comes in a one-piece thing. So, yeah, it, that's all built into that, which is why you have so much flexibility with what you can use. I've, right. As I mentioned last week, I think, I've, I have recently ordered an Intrepid um, 4x5 camera and have been delving into the world of 4x5 lenses and... Even with all the fantastic information that's out there, it's still there's so many choices. It is a it is a bit overwhelming um, <laughs> for a bear of very little brain, which is most definitely what I am. Um, but I've had uh, good advice from people, and uh, yeah, it's just trying to find something. But no, the, generally you're buying a shutter, uh, a lens with the shutter built into it, or as part into of it. it. So um, sure. yeah, in okay. most cases. Um, so yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, it's um, it is at this point becoming increasingly remiss that we have not had Ethan on the show uh, to talk about all the bonkers stuff he's up to. Um, Ethan, if you are listening, I will um, be getting in touch very soon to remedy this situation and um, before you blow yourself up in your lab or something like that, because uh, this seems like the way that's going to end up. Um, I mean, it seems that the way the way that he works, that's going to be a long old show just getting through everything that he's sort of come up with in just the past few months. To be honest, it sounds like it'd be quite a long show if we just went what he's come up with in the last 10 minutes. But um, (laughs) the other thing that um, Toby mentioned in the show is about the meetup in Brum only a few short weeks away, which it is. Uh, This is the photography show at the NEC in Birmingham or just outside Birmingham, um, which is happening the 16th to the 31st. Can you remember all the dates are, Neil? Uh. It starts on Saturday the 16th and it runs till the Tuesday. So that's 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th. 19th, there you go. 19th, um, yeah. We will be there. Uh, we will be there on the Saturday. We are really hoping that you will too, um, assuming you're close enough to make that practical. If you're in North Carolina, for example, that might be difficult. But look, a challenge is good for you. Um, we had a great time meeting up with people there last year, even though the weather was frightful. Um, so we really hope you can make it this year. Um, and another good boost for you wanting to come, for me wanting to go, and for you wanting to come, is Intrepid will also be there. Uh, they are going to have a stand there this year, and they will be demonstrating their 4x5 enlarger. Um, so I'm really looking Ooh. forward to seeing that in the flesh, um, seeing it working, um, and it'd just be nice to meet the Intrepid guys, because they all seem like quite a delight. So Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that's one more stand that is worth us visiting there, which I think we are nearly up to a handful now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. That's good. Um, do you want to take the next one from Barry Carr? Love to. Uh, where are we? 
Barry Carr. I'm a long time, long time listener of your excellent show, and I'm currently plowing through your back catalogue, trying desperately to catch up. I'm currently up to episode 96. One of the things I noticed you promoting a few episodes back from where I am is photowalk.me. I signed up and noticed that there was nothing going on in my neck of the woods, the east coast of Scotland, so I decided to take a punt and organise my own photo walk, which I'm now brazenly asking you guys to plug for. <laughs> nice, fair play, at least it is honest. My walk is scheduled for Sunday the 17th of February 2019 at 11am in Dundee, meeting outside the new railway station. Full details at the link below, which I'm not going to read out. Uh, you can put that in the show notes, can you, maybe? I can, yeah, but in short, go to, just go to photowalk.me and look for Dundee Photo Walk. But from what yeah. Barry's saying, it'll be the only one there with that name. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably find it fairly easy. Uh, briefly, we'll take in the new V&A building, Desperate Dan and the Health, a medieval cemetery in the heart of the city. We'll finish up in Brewdog for a few drinks, etc. Keep up the good work, and thanks very much for the plug. Cheers, Barry Carr. That's what I like to hear. People getting out there and making more photo walks, and photowalk.me is definitely the best place to put those on, to share them. Actually... That I, I really ought to get on there and put about the, the um, photography show meetup on photowalk.me. So that's given me That'd a be, kick up the arse that I need. That'd be a good I, idea, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be a good idea. Um, photo walks in your neck of the woods, Neil. Non existent, mate. Well, why aren't you making them exist? Why not take Barry's good example? <laughs> he has had the same problem you do. He's up in Dundee where they make the cakes and there's nothing going on there <laughs> apart from the cake making. And now I apologize. If I'm sure this is none of this is true, but when does that ever stop me? Um, you and are now there's going to be an awesome walk coming after you. Yeah, and now there's probably going to be the best photo walk ever up in Dundee. Um, why are you not doing the same? Lazy, mate. Lazy. That's not an acceptable answer, Neil. Not acceptable. Well, I have I have thought about this before. To be to be fair and to be honest with you, and if I were to put a photo walk up on photo walk on me, the problem that I have is that. I would then be expected to lead said photo walk, and I don't know anywhere interesting enough to lead people. So that's why I haven't done it. Well, it sounds like you have a good challenge in front of you. I cannot believe, I mean, again, having lived in Suffolk, I know for a fact that there are some very nice places in Suffolk that you could go to. Um, so don't don't make up nonsense such as where i don't even believe that you lived in suffolk <laughs> what's well, that uh, there's a place where all the lavender is uh, i can't remember what that's called now there's loads of nice places oh yeah that, that well-known lavender place that right? well-known lavender place is there yeah. there's other places uh where was it i lived sudbury i mean that, there's that nothing a... nice in sudbury <laughs> no you're right that's why i left anyway there's <laughs> definitely stuff there you cannot tell me that in the entire county of suffolk there is nothing worth seeing that is uh, a cop out i'm sure i'm sure listeners hound neil maybe <laughs> find him on the Sutton whitewash <laughs> podcast and hound him say we want Don't. an east of england uh, photo walk all right i'll do it andrew will turn up you know he will yeah, Andrew. I went on a photo walk with Andrew a few weeks ago. Is that what stopped that, you from that, doing it? <laughs> the fact that he'll turn no, that, was, that wasn't it. That wasn't in Suffolk. That was technically in Cambridgeshire, I think. Well, we will be watching and waiting, Neil. This is what we expect from you. This is what All we right. expect from you. That is it for our um, emails this week. But there's a couple of other bits I want to bring up um, before we get on out of here. The first is, if you are missing Rachel this week, and boy, I am, because this no-photo walk guy we've got on here is really upsetting me. Um, <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> 
Um, Rachel wrote a blog on her website, which is www.littlevintagephotography.co.uk, all about um, the experience and the process of getting involved in the um, International Wedding Photographer of the Year competition and how one of her images was placed in the top 10, which is fantastic. Um, so read upon that, especially if you're looking for inspiration uh, to get out and do something this year. Then read about Rachel's experiences with it and how it made her feel um, to just actually put herself out there. Uh, following on perfectly from that is, again, something that Rachel shared with me. Lensculture.com are holding their annual Portrait Photo Awards. Uh, this is something that, uh, as the name suggests, they've been doing every year. The deadline is February the 20th, and you get free entry if you're just submitting a single image. So if you're inspired by Rachel's article to actually put some of your work out there, because what have you got to lose? Whenever I see pictures that our listeners send in or share on Instagram or Twitter, they're always brilliant. I'm always amazed by the amount of talent that is floating around in the photo community that we are part of. Um, share it. You've got nothing to lose. And as I said, particularly if you're just submitting a single image, it's free and you'll feel good just for taking part. Even if nothing ever comes from it, you'll feel good for having sent off a picture. Um, Aid said he wasn't going to take part. He definitely should. Aid took some really beautiful portraits over Christmas. Um, so I ever really nag Aid to take part and, and Rachel as well. Don't bother nagging me. <laughs> I'm terrible and I can't take I pictures. Say, you, you, you're not a portrait photographer. Those those two are actually quite good at it. I don't think I've seen a single portrait of that you've taken. No, no. Shirt, shirtless selfies. And well, yeah. Well, I suppose I could submit one of those. The problem I, is they're all getting quite old now because you know, if I tried to update it, they'd both be like paunch, middle-aged spread. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be bad. It would be real bad. Um, well, that'd be fine art, mate. Fine art. <laughs> just kidding. Listen, I'm still a lean, mean gardening machine. That's not true. I'm an old, sad, middle-aged man. <laughs> oh, God, this is turned very sad now. Um, what, you portraits, Neil? Is this thing you might do? Ah, uh, mate. <sighs> Again, no, I, I don't. I don't shoot portraits. I, 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 you've seen my work. I photograph stuff that doesn't move, and yeah, that's about it. I photograph what is in front of me as long as it's not alive. Have you ever entered a photography competition? I have. Yes. Yeah. What was the competition you entered, Neil? I've entered several competitions over the years. Um, uh, well. When I was doing my degree, it was sort of very pushed upon that you should enter competitions. Um, so I entered many. Um, I won second place in a competition once. Oh, fantastic. A, and it was a photography competition as well. It was uh, a... <laughs> yeah. Not dog with the was, waggiest tail. No, no, it was, no, not that one. I came third in that one. Um, what was it? It was a, I'd submitted a photograph of a car that I'd taken. Uh, unfortunately, it was back when I was shooting digital, and it won second place in whatever the competition was. No, oh, fantastic. Well, congratulations on that. Um, yeah. So would you recommend, as somebody who went through quite a lot of this in the past, would you recommend people should get involved with submitting pictures for competitions? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you say, if it's especially if it's free to enter, what have you got to lose? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like literally nothing. Yeah. I, I think it's just a good exercise. And the process of going through your pictures and looking at them really critically and going, okay, I'm going to submit one picture because I don't want to spend any money. Which is the one picture? That's good practice to go in because it will really make you step back and look at your photos. Um, and also, as Rachel said about the, the uh, competition that she entered, um, and you know, she submitted a few images, 
and she paid to submit them, but that's because that's part of her business. So if actually, again, if you're looking to make this part of your livelihood, you've got to invest in these things sometimes and um, see what benefit comes from that. So uh, let's, I mean, obviously I'm not going to practice what I preach because I'm a massive hypocrite, but um, <laughs> everybody else should do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> that's probably yeah. a much better place then. Should just should just add with that lens culture that you've got until Wednesday, February the 20th this year to submit your entries. That's the deadline. Yes, thank you very much, Neil, for remembering to read what I wrote down and then forgot to read. Um, did you write that down? I saw that on the website. Uh, no, I wrote it down. I'm very organised. I just don't no, read did, my yeah. own writing. Um, <laughs> that will about do us for this week, listeners. Like I said, I promise we wouldn't keep you that long. We've been very good. Neil, mm. where can people find you? Me? Walpole, mate, I told you. <laughs> okay, but there's oh, nothing online, at Walpole, so online where you can pretend the links are more interesting. You, you can find me mainly on Instagram. Uh, my my personal photography is at Neil underscore Piper. Um, if you want to listen to me ramble, you can, as you say, check out my, my podcast, which is called Soot and Whitewash. It's available on iTunes and most of the other platforms, I think. Um, also, there's an Instagram for that, which is just at certain whitewash. I suppose if you want to look at my work a little bit bigger than Instagram, my website is neilpiper.com. That's got most of my sort of current photographic projects on it and a few sort of old ones. That's about it. What's the most recent project you've been working on? Um, it's actually about Walpole, now that you mention it. Um, so the most recent project I've been working on is called Pool of the Britons which is what uh, Walpole actually means, apparently. Um, and it's pinhole, just shooting what there is that's kind of, I find interesting in my local village. So it's... Very short, bit, by the sounds. So, well, it, there's about a, dozen, <laughs> about a dozen images so far. It was my last last project that I was making for my, for my masters. So it's kind of ongoing at the moment, but there's lots of dilapidated buildings and trees and churches and things like that you have to go and check it out if you want to know more there you go that's tantalizing how can you resist uh well thank you very much for listening <laughs> listeners uh i am organized this week and i can tell you that the music that we have got as provided by uh schnauzer the band of which duncan who is on the show on saying something last week is part of is untangling the nest of hairs and you can find it on Bandcamp and on um spotify and probably elsewhere as well but that's where i found it so check it out um it's great a lot of their music is quite bizarre and bonkers and if that sounds appealing then you should go find it until uh, next week uh, or until thursday even um we've got we've got a returning duo uh coming back this week i'm not gonna tell you which returning duo um but i'm trying to think of how many duos we've had on there's think, not many, mate. There's not many, and most of them have been trouble. Um, this, 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 <laughs> this duo—it's not the grumbling duo. I can tell you that. Um, so that's good. Um, but uh, is it is it a um, or how do we how do we put it? Um, urban exploration type duo? It's not that duo either. Oh, it's it's oh. uh, it is the. Um, well, you'll find out this week, listeners, but you won't be disappointed. It's one lovely gentleman. And another guy who we love. <laughs> Hang on, that's, that's you and Aid, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think anybody loves either of us. That's one lovely lady oh, and yeah. a couple of unnecessary sidekicks. Until oh, yeah. then, thank you very much, Neil, for joining me this week. And uh, no see you next week, guys. Bye! Bye! Bye!